and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the cu- culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. So close. Uh, so I was at Target. Okay. Oh. Just jumping right in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I was at Target. Uh, I needed some sandals mm-hmm. because we're going on the cruise soon, mm-hmm. the Joko cruise. And uh, I didn't have any sandals, so I went to get myself sandals and the girls' sandals. And I was perusing the clothing. And I I have a question for the younger generation. <laughs> okay. Did you, did, I understand that the 90s are in. Mm-hmm. Did you, did you go through the 90s and like pick and choose or did you feel that you had to take it in mass? Like that. Like that you couldn't leave some of it in the 90s. Like you had to bring it all with you. I have only enjoyed certain parts of of the 90s, like the scrunchies Uh or maybe like layering like a baby doll dress over like a like a T-shirt, something like that. Yeah. That's that's back again. I've done that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you remember the tank top over the T-shirt thing? uh Uh-huh. I saw some of that modeled there. I have not seen that. Two yes. shirts. Two shirts. One I'm, more shirt than you need. I've stopped paying attention to teen culture now that that's, you know, slightly less what our podcast is about. So I just I just was curious. Involved. It felt it yeah. felt like there were there were some things I was looking at and I was like, oh, is that back in? Oh, I love it. Like what? Short alls. Overalls Short that are shorts. Uh, oh. If you search for overalls <laughs> that are shorts on the internet, I advise you to use the word short all. I didn't know it was a word, but every time I tried to look for overalls with shorts, it kept saying like, did you want short alls? And I was like, well, I guess I did. I, I didn't, but I guess I do now. <laughs> I guess I did, internet. I guess I wanted short alls. I didn't know that was a yeah. thing. I guess there's no other way around that, but I feel like we should have tried harder on that word as a society. Yeah. It's, it's not a it's good a word. dumb sounding word. <laughs> Short and I don't like sorry. googling it. I don't like saying like I would like. I'm a 36 year old woman who would like some short alls, please. Well, You're I I, I was also looking at overalls not too long ago, and I discovered that they're sometimes called dungarees. Really? Yes. Like also, specifically, the, overalls are. I believe so. Also, coveralls. Coveralls. I've heard that. Mm. I didn't know dungar. I thought. I don't know what I thought dungarees were, but I didn't <laughs> think they were that. Uh. Also, sometimes a jumper or a romper gets overlapped with what I know are overalls. I think that's like, I think jumper is also one of those things like the British do with like biscuits and cookies. It means something to us and it means something else to them. From what I understand, from my very limited knowledge of a a song written by a British artist, uh, jumper is like a sweatshirt or like a sweater. Yes. Uh, Yeah. That is. I always. That's true, I thought, right? I thought jumper was basically, I guess, short alls. I don't know. But without the hooks, it's all very confusing. Yeah. A jumper is like a, a long panted, a long sleeved legged, if you will, mm-hmm. romper. Yes. Yes. Long panted romper. Uh, long panted romper. Well, I am glad that we have brought those. And there were a lot of um, like Henley looking shirts. Yeah. I have a lot. I have a few of those. Those seem to be in and mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, I like the, um, I like in general some of the like baggy buttoned shirt kind of looks. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, those kinds of things. Corduroy. I, yeah. Lots I like corduroy. corduroy. I like the corduroy. Um, all that. 
but the uh, the kind of Laura Ashley stuff. Who? Like super floral. Oh, like the tiny flower print. Yes. Yeah. If you look up a Laura Ashley dress, like everyone had them back in the nineties. You had one too. Me? Oh, me? Yes. Probably. Sounds right. Remember all those like really like floral print? Yeah, I didn't. uh, Yeah, I remember that being popular. I wasn't too into that, but I definitely, definitely, I think I had a few forced upon me. (laughs) I saw like, oh okay, yeah, some of those there, and I, uh, I, I just it felt like somebody felt somebody went back to the nineties and like, like it became their like religion. And now they're 90s fundamentalists and they brought it all back. <laughs> like you have mm-hmm. to, you can't pick and choose. You can't interpret the 90s how you want it. It felt very much like Target said, we take the 90s as literally true <laughs> and yeah. we accept it all in, in totality. Even at its worst. Yes, even I'm- at its worst. Because it, I wanted to say like, no, don't do this part. Just do these parts. This was good. I was there. This stuff was cool. Yeah. This was not. It wasn't yeah. cool then. I don't I don't want to wear it now. <laughs> I don't think you could be the arbiter on that though because maybe everybody is enjoying something that the 90s, re- the return of 90s, <laughs> like the Saturn return, the 90s return is giving to us. I personally am very glad that all of the like brightly colored plaid pants that I wanted to wear but didn't have the confidence to when I was a teenager I can now wear as mm-hmm. a 34 year old I now it's kind of sad because I'm so old but it's fine I do it anyway <laughs> that's also mm. also leopard print cargo pants somehow mm. in this realm of return that exists and I will wear them now <laughs> that's true and that that I did I do appreciate that part I like that part coming back um, I if cargo, cargo pants, pants if cargo pants are back that's great for me I love cargo pants the utility it's just like pockets yeah, yeah all those pockets what are you, you gonna put on your I'm pockets gonna, I, who knows I don't have to tell you <laughs> <laughs> they're buttoned got, up with my cargo pants cassettes yeah. there, there's a there's a hammer hook on on a pair of pants I bought I'm like I might I might need a place for a hammer <laughs> wait that's did you there did you say cassettes <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I was so excited to see all these people in like cargo pants and flannels and like t-shirts with like funny things on them, like ironic t-shirt. I was like, this is, oh, this is all so good. And then like the little tiny pair of flip-flops. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, the cargo pants. Because I know Burks are back big. Yeah. yeah. I saw the, I saw a lot of knockoff Burks there. The only thing um, I'm upset about are that low, like extremely low rise pants oh, yeah, seem to be all I, I can find like anywhere. And like, really? Yes. See, I was frustrated for the exact opposite reason. I was trying to find some pants and all I could find were the high rise. And I don't want, well, I know the, that that's in. Yeah. The, or the quote unquote mom shorts. Yeah. I know yeah. those are in. It's just not my thing. I like the mom pants. I like the high-waisted stuff because the high-waisted stuff is just so comfortable and got all that extra coverage. And the mom stuff is just loose. It's comfortable. Not my, like super tight jeans. My belly button's got to breathe, though. Um, <laughs> but all the places I go to look for pants and clothes, I was looking for some new, like, shorter pants. Now that it's getting a little warmer outside, maybe some shorts, some mm-hmm. some capri-type pants. Um, they were all, like, low-rise. Mm. All the shorts. That was and that's very the worst kind then. of shorts are the low-rise shorts because then it's like, what even is the point? It's low-rise and it's short? Like, what... 
I should just wear there's, my underwear. There's so little fabric. There's so little fabric. <laughs> the low rise was definitely in in the nineties. See, I don't want to. I don't want the low low rise. I need mid rise. I have found. Mm. I'm. <laughs> I need mid rise, please. Just that's just right for me. A middle. The middle, please. <laughs> I mean, I think that's fair. I want my belly button to breathe, but I don't want my butt crack to show. Like that's yeah, we go. so hard. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that's it. Please, so Target. There you go. <laughs> There's my review. I will say, I uh, went shopping for some new spring clothes, and I got a few shirts. And all the shirts I got were corduroy, and I also got a dress that was corduroy. Mm. So now all of my closet that I wear now is corduroy, and I don't know what to do with that information. But I felt like I just wanted to share it. I love corduroy. So. It's, I I was I was trying to find some like warmer weather pieces. So corduroy is not like ideal. No. Yeah, I don't know why breathable. it's. Yeah, no. it's very cute though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very cute. Yeah, so I'm gonna start wearing a bucket hat. That's no, it. That's is that the one thing that oh it came back. I was gonna say that's the one thing I thought we could all agree not to let come back. It's very in. It if you, is. Like, when I was at Urban Outfitters, when I was with my friends a few weeks ago in Pittsburgh, they had furry bucket hats that were like entirely oh, like no. faux fur. Yeah. Or they had thing. like denim bucket hats. Ah. Oh. Sydney looks so excited. I'm all, I'm gonna wear a bucket hat. <laughs> it's very, it actually hats. is very in. <laughs> Um, not furry ones. I don't want to wear, I mean, like, that's fine if you want to wear a fur, bu- furry bucket hat, but I want a denim yeah. or khaki, mm. a khaki bucket hat. With your cargo pants? <laughs> khaki bucket hat and cargo pants are my love language. Is that right? <laughs> All the things that Sydney wanted to wear when she was a teenager but did not have disposable income now are available to her again now that she and can a, buy her own clothes as an adult. A tank top with a razor, razor, razor back, razor, razor, yeah. whatever that cut is that and a loose shirt a loose linen shirt <laughs> and what shoes are you rocking uh i don't i just wear my chucks that's okay. i that's where I've, I've worn those for so long that's not that's not a statement this that's is not outrageous. like a this is not a fashion statement this is just me yeah <laughs> so you're you're ready for a safari in a gushers commercial I think. <laughs> <laughs> yep you're hunting hunting the flavor source rex in that outfit uh i'm so excited for this all right well let's let's talk about what we're going to talk about so i can go buy bucket hats um <laughs> i don't even know we're talking about to all the boys i've loved before yes there was no transition this was your this there. was oh okay i was gonna say did you not remember because it. it was no. your idea i watched I was, it okay just did, for you did you all watch just the first one did either of you watch the second one I watched the second one. Oh, I've Sydney. only seen the first one. Sydney. I'm sorry. Now you're the only one who hasn't. I'm sorry. You can talk about it. Okay. There will probably be spoilers for both. Um, to All the Boys I've Loved Before is a Netflix movie. The first one came out in 2018. The second one just came out this past Valentine's Day. Um, it was originally like a YA novel mm-hmm. and it had two sequels. So they are coming out with a third movie to mm. finish the, the trilogy um, about a girl named Laura Jean Covey who writes all these letters to all the boys she has been in love with before and keeps them to herself throughout her life, like elementary school, middle school, that kind of thing. Now she is in high school, and her younger sister, Kitty, who I love very much, um, sends them to all the boys that she had crushes on. This, uh, The fact that it was a YA novel, mm-hmm. it makes, it makes more sense. sense to me now. Like yeah. It felt... it. Uh, there were some plot devices that I thought were odd. Like yeah. I was wondering, why did you 
do it that way and yeah. it makes sense <laughs> like it felt it felt booky yeah. you can sometimes you feel in a movie like this is a weird turn ah this is a book yeah yeah mm. um sometimes it makes more sense in a book yeah but she sent her little sister sends all these letters and they do that typical uh rom-com ya movie trope where like they pretend date and they actually fall in love to make someone jealous Aww. yeah so Laura Jean ends up dating Peter Kavinsky. Kavinsky. Yeah. I believe. Um, they fake date to make his girlfriend jealous and they real date and then they're in love. Whose name is Jen. Which is short for Genevieve, I believe. G-E-N. Yes. Yeah. We watch things with subtitles. Me too. <laughs> or with captions on. Sorry, not subtitles. Yeah. Captions on because I don't know. We just always do. I don't know what. Yeah. We, we got used to doing that from having to have the TV so low while babies were sleeping and we've never gotten out of that. Yeah. Habit, but yes, G-E-N. Um, but this movie is, I, I really like the series. One, because it's, it. I think it falls well into that category of, yes, it's a cheesy YA movie that you could tell was probably adapted from a book, but it's not super just like cringy and hard to watch to me, no. at least. Like, it's a very pleasant, just like, this is, this is nice. This is lovely. Um, and it's got a very diverse cast, and mm. I appreciate that. The entire main family, Laura Jean and her um, sister, are Asian American. And I think that's very cool. I know that the creator of the movie said that when she wanted to make it, she said that that was what she wanted to make the main character to be. Mm -hmm. She said, I don't want this to be an all white movie. I want the main family to be Asian American. And she got some backlash for that. But then it came out this way. Really? Yeah. Um, I was reading an article that that was just, she, I don't know if it was the author of the book that was adapting, helping adapt this movie. And that was what she wanted, but she hmm. got it. That's um, where we've left. I have to say one thing, and this just shows my age. Mm -hmm. I kept needing to know more about how dad was doing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like dad was good dad. Dad though. was good dad. He was. I know he was good dad. And I, and so I felt for him because, yeah. of course, a, a pivotal plot point is that their mother passed away. Yeah. A long, a long time, time ago, ago, I don't think it's made clear as to yeah. what the circumstances were, but uh, but mm -hmm. so he's so he's a single dad raising these three young women on his mm -hmm. own. Yeah, and that would be hard. I I worried yeah. about him a lot. I thought a lot about that, but I think that's just because yeah. I'm old. And yeah. So I was thinking like that would be tough. That'd also, be a lot to do on your own as a single um, parent. Not just because he's a dad; it'd be tough for just a mom, just yeah. anybody. Also, there there are three sisters there. There are three of them. There are three of us. So I was just thinking, like, there's lots of lots of parallels here. Mm -hmm. Makes yeah. me Kitty Taylor. That makes you Largeen. Oh, I'm the main character. That's you're nice. the main character, <laughs> Sydney. You're the one that travels and is gone. <laughs> well, that sounds Sorry. accusatory. That's Which, well, that's her. That's wow. the character of the older sister. Is pretty much like she's on Facetime more than she's in person because she travels so much. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She also sort of. Like dumped her boyfriend at dinner. Yeah, which yeah, is that rough. rough. That's a rough. That scene. was rough. Yeah, um, I, I, I felt bad for the boyfriend too. Cause yeah, like, there's a lot going on in the movie, and he's just kind of in the background being ignored and sad. Yeah. I'm like, can we? You know that that dude that was like important, like a friend to you. I I get that you you, you have this awkward crush, but like also, is he okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little worried about him. Yeah, he got his heart broken, and didn't he like buy a plane ticket? Yes. Did he get? A refund? <laughs> it is unclear. <laughs> I would say I no. I got flight insurance. 
I hope so too, because that really sucks if he bought. I mean, I'm assuming like a round trip ticket, unless yeah. it was a one way. He was just going. That's even worse. <laughs> and figuring out his way back from Scotland later. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. man, yeah. I hope um, he got reimbursed. These are the. This is the problem with being old. You watch a movie and you think, yeah. "How's that dad coping? I hope he's doing okay." And did he get reimbursed for his flight? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you that thirty five dollars seems excessive when you're booking the flight, but then when your romantic hope dies, you, you wish you had the insurance. <laughs> you wish you would have spent that thirty five dollars. Um, but I think this movie is really great because I think it talk like it. that idea of writing letters that you keep to yourself to everyone you've had crushes on Mm -hmm. i feel like that's something that most people can relate to that like at some point you've like secretly written this love letter that to this unrequited love and when you're in like fifth or sixth grade and you never want them to see it but all your feelings are on paper and she did address them, which they talk about in the movie. Which is very odd. It is yes. odd. Yes. It is like a whole other, like it's a, there's an element of risk once you yeah. put an address on it that I did not quite connect with. Which I know this movie is set in modern day, but did make it feel like that the, the era was a little blurred because I feel like now I wouldn't even know people's addresses. <laughs> right? And I, f- I feel like when you all were growing up, it was probably like a hundred times more likely that you knew someone's street address to send yeah. them a letter or to go to their house. Yes. I don't know any of my friends' addresses well, you had now. to look. You had to look up directions on MapQuest and then print them out. Yeah. And then <laughs> have them on the dashboard I while mean, you were driving. Even After people- looking them up in the phone book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even people I've dated, I, I couldn't tell you their address now. Going to their house dozens of times. I just, like, knew where it was. I don't I don't know people's addresses. Uh, yeah. Well, I know my own. That's about it. Uh, I mean, I think... I, I know what you're saying. It does seem odd. I think maybe it's explained a bit by... You get the impression that the main character really loves, like, old romance books. Yeah. What they call yeah. bodice rippers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so maybe she has like an old fashioned kind of sensibility when it comes to romance and writing, like physically writing a letter and, you know, addressing an envelope and all that would be part of that. that. That's true. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'm reading into it too much. Yeah. But I don't want to spoil the entire second movie, but one of the other boys that she wrote a letter to comes. I've seen that in the trailer and it is played by Jordan Fisher who is, I think, the love of my life. He's very talented. He was mm-hmm. in Hamilton and now is in Dear Evan Hansen. And he um, was in The Rent. And was movie. in the, the live Rent. He yeah. was in The Rent. Um, he was Hot Mark. Hot Mark. Yeah. I know. That's what I said last night. Yeah. We watched the trailer and <laughs> Justin said, who is that? And I went, Hot Mark! It's Hot Mark. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and of course, there's a little tension now that Laura Jean is dating Peter and she's like, oh no, now I'm I'm seeing... Oh gosh, I'm completely forgetting his name. Um... Well, this other character, this other boy. She's like, oh, no, now I'm, I'm hanging out with him a lot. And is he better? And would I rather date him? Of course, she, spoiler alert, ends up still with Peter. Oh, okay. I wondered yes. who she was going to end up with. Which I have some problems with. Really? Because he was obviously not the best fit for her. You think so? Yes. Does oh, neighbor... I got to does... figure out his name so I can talk about it. Okay. Does neighbor boy factor into things anymore? Like, does he vanish... Yeah, he's not in the, the yeah. sequel. Oh, he's, he's not. Just gone. He's just gone. Yeah. Did they even? Do they talk about it? Does he like go to 
college or get a job or move or I, I don't think it's particularly concerned with that character's yeah. uh, happy ending well uh, I just want him to go do get to do su- does he go to Scotland now does he finally get to go I don't think they check in with him do they is there no not that I remember now? is Margo in it she's on FaceTime with them once and they never mention like she's in Scotland I think is still thing. I guess she's somewhere in another country. Is she there forever? She's I thought it was there just a forever. Year. <laughs> well, that would be in a year. Okay. This movie takes place just a little bit after. Okay. Um, John Maybe Ambrose. She was going is there forever. Forever. Maybe it. she's going to college forever there. Then forever maybe. College, is that what college forever. <laughs> That's what happens if you make if you make college affordable, people just stay. They just never leave it. That's why we can't have affordable yep. college here in America. People will never do anything with their lives. What's Scotland doing? Nothing. I actually I didn't tell you all I'm going to Oxford this summer. I'm actually going there forever. <laughs> I'm gonna go to, to Oxford study. forever. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what are you gonna study there? Everything. Just all. <laughs> Inevitably, right? Yes. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. All. I'm majoring in his, the history of the world and everything within it and, and all the of universe mechanisms. And, <laughs> uh, you know, one thing that I did like uh, about I mean, this is a sequel, but um, I I was waiting for like the I don't know. I guess my brain is just trained from like kind of cliche '90s rom coms. I thought for sure there was going to be like a twist where like the John Ambrose character was trying to steal her from Peter as revenge because he makes a statement about how girls only dated him to hang out with Peter. And I was kind of happy that they didn't like it. There wasn't a really a bad guy. It was legit. The conflict of the movie was really just her making up her mind. They even redeemed Jin, which I thought was Mm -hmm. nice because, you know, I feel like there's always like, you know, the just it's the mean girl and she's mean. And that's kind of as invested as we get into her narrative. And it's just like, you know, I like that they gave like all of these are just people. They're not bad. Mm. Like they have like some, mm-hmm. you know, conflict between them just because of their feelings. But yeah, no, like just cliche. This character's bad. Don't worry about them. And they actually show in the second movie, like talk about the friendship that they had and how close they were. And then they, they make up and they're friends again. That's yeah. cool. And John Ambrose is just he just likes Laura Jean. He just likes her. He's not trying to do anything. He just likes her. And yeah. he's so good. He like That, that yeah. is a, a nice shift. Um, yeah. Let's, before we dig more into that, because I think there's there's more to say about that. But before we do that. Let's check the group message. What do we have first? In the group <sighs> well, we've got big plans for 2020. We all do. But when are we going to find time to do all of it? I don't know. When are we? I don't know. I don't, know. Know. I don't so, have an answer. So since we are running out of time to do all these big plans, I think we should all order delivery Yum. with DoorDash. Yay, I'm hungry. To take back time in your day that maybe you don't have time to cook, you don't have time to go out for dinner, lunch, breakfast, order it with DoorDash, finish that novel, shred that workout, or clean that cupboard. Finally. Do it. All of it. All of it you can do with DoorDash. They make it easy, too. All you do is open the DoorDash app, you choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. They have door-to-door delivery in all 50 U.S. states, Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia. You can choose from your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, and the Cheesecake Factory. Wendy's has breakfast now. Yeah. The Cheesecake Factory is everything all the time. We checked out the Wendy's breakfast. How was it? It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty solid. They said it was America's favorite. That was I. I thought that was bold since that they was, had not yet. <laughs> it was a big statement since they hadn't released it prior to. Sure, it's gonna be. 
Um, the sausage does taste a lot like a hamburger, but hey, I, I mean, well, I like hamburgers. It's probably the same. <laughs> so, Taylor, so our listeners never have to worry about their next meal with DoorDash. What should they do? Well, right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more if you download the DoorDash app and enter code BUFFERING. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BUFFERING. Don't forget, one more time, the code is BUFFERING. Get your $5 off of your first order with DoorDash. I'm sweaty. We know. <laughs> Why? You should have done something about that. You're sitting at home. I know. I should have. I don't have to be sweaty. Because of native deodorant. It's not necessary for me to be sweaty. I should go put on some native deodorant. Yes. That's right. Uh, because, you know, we all we all sometimes get a little heated, get a little sweaty, maybe a little smelly. Mm-hmm. And maybe you don't want to. I mean, if you want to, that's fine. But if you don't, like me, check out native deodorant. Uh, it's made from ingredients you know, things like coconut oil and shea butter. And uh, you, most of us are going to wear deodorant every day anyway, so... How about you like to know what's in there? And yeah. and it smells great. Uh, they have something for everyone. It comes in a wide variety of options for all genders and ages. They offer an unscented option and a baking soda-free formula for those with sensitivities. Nice. So whatever you're looking for. And uh, they're excited for the relaunch of their toothpaste line. Ooh. Two minty flavors with fluoride and fluoride-free options. So, which is good for little Lots kids. Lots of options. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's good for as someone with little kids, I can tell you. Yeah, you don't because sometimes they just eat it. Mm-hmm. You don't want them eating all of that, right? <laughs> so uh, for the rest of us, the fluoride's a good idea. So uh, if you want to check out Native Deodorant for twenty percent off your first purchase, you can visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code buffering during checkout. That's nativedeodorant.com with promo code buffering for twenty percent off. Okay, now I want to keep talking about Tall the Boys I've Loved Before. Yes, well, that is the point. That is definitely... I, I do think... Okay. Sorry, everyone. Sydney just tried to <laughs> make me deaf. I moved and it made a buzzing sound in the headphones. Excuse me. At least it wasn't on the recording. <laughs> uh, I do think it's interesting that that's a newer thing in, in teen movies. Because there were a lot of a lot of things about this felt very similar. It's funny that they referenced something like 16 Candles. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it felt very like teen movie to yeah. me. It was very like, oh, I see where this is headed. I mean, yeah. I, I can't say I was shocked right. at, at how the movie ended. Um, but uh, it th- people are nicer <laughs> it's yes. we i don't know how else to no, put it like yeah. everybody seems nicer they're less willing to like like you said about like the mean girl having other sides that's so different i mean if you look at a movie like 16 candles um it's nice to see because i mean you can compare it to that but then if you think they they reference one thing in the in the in this movie uh it's got terribly racist parts mm-hmm. for one uh, 16 candles mm-hmm. um also like the whole thing with uh i don't even remember her name anymore the the cool girl girlfriend from mm-hmm. 16 candles cool girl girlfriend you right. know the the the, yeah. main, the guy's girlfriend i don't remember anybody there's molly ringwald and then other people are in the movie that's also <laughs> I how i feel about 16 candles <laughs> i don't know yeah. i i haven't watched it for a long time because in retrospect there's the racism there's um also a lot of questionable consent uh, moments with the drunk girlfriend sure. that are very upsetting oh, yeah. and like in retrospect it's a highly problematic film mm-hmm. 
where people are supposed to be good but do bad things and then they're the bad people who like whatever happens to them we don't care because they're bad and i don't know i mean i hate to i'm this is not me saying like so all these movies are bad but like and i think even molly ringwald has come out to say like yeah a little bad this was bad yeah um and you don't see that in this mm-hmm. movie. None of that kind of stuff. And I'm not used to that. Yeah. Like teen movies are full of things that make me go, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Ah, but that's because I grew up in an era when that's yeah. all movies were probably. Right. right. Well, yeah. Like uh, you're, you're waiting for like the, you know, the jock's best friend to like do something to be a terrible meathead that wants to mess mm-hmm. up the relationship or like, yeah, the the hot girl like. You know, at the end, like, I don't know, gets punch dumped on her head and they all laugh at her and that's the end of the movie. Like, there was no, like, need to be, like, like, I don't know. Nobody was, like, cliche and cartoony. And I kind of like that because, yeah, I feel like those stereotypes are just, we don't, I don't know. It's a better movie when you don't have that kind of stuff. And people aren't really like that anyway. Everybody has layers mm-hmm. and levels. Even, even, even pretty people. <laughs> Yeah. I thought the scene when Lara Jean confronts Jen in the bathroom over the posting the the video mm-hmm. wherever it's posted. I don't know what that steamy video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on on some sort of social media. Yeah, uh, I thought that that was actually very realistic. As frustrating as it was from like a movie standpoint, because like she doesn't really get it. Like she doesn't land any great like zingers or anything. You know, I mean, nobody. She doesn't resolve it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's probably how that conversation would really go in real life is like you go in there really angry, but like you're probably not going to say something really awful or mean. And she, of course, she's going to deny it. I'm assuming she did put that video up. Yeah, because they kind of, I feel like they kind of leave it open. Yeah, um, they actually go back to that in the second movie. This is another spoiler. Um Lara Jean and Peter kind of having some some fights, some mm-hmm. some issues, and she discovers that the reason he or Jen knew where he would be that night is because he was out there waiting for her. Mm. And if Lara Jean had not come when she did, he would have gotten back together with Jen. And that was the reason Jen took the video, and that was the reason Jen knew that he would be in the hot tub. Oh. Which, Ooh. if you don't know what we're talking about, the first movie, they're on like this school trip, which I've never heard of a school taking a trip like this at all a ski trip is that what it was yeah. yes it was a ski trip it was a very uh, fancy school it was a very fancy school yeah uh but they're all on a ski trip and peter's ex-girlfriend takes a video of large and peter like smooching in a hot tub this is a teen trope yeah uh the the school ski trip this yeah is it is not, this is not um usually it's a senior trip mm-hmm. you in in most teen <laughs> This was just books, like a class movies, trip tv shows <laughs> but this was just like a class trip but yeah. like it's usually the senior trip and it's somewhere like a ski lodge or something, mm-hmm. and it is entirely concocted so that teens will be given the opportunity to have sex or not, right. and there can be, yeah. you know, suspense over this issue. Yeah. But uh, it's funny because as soon as they said ski trip, I went, oh, Dawson's Creek. Because <laughs> everything goes back to Dawson's <laughs> Everything goes back to Dawson's Creek. Because uh, on Dawson's Creek, as all of you Dawson fans will remember, all you Creek heads... Is that, oh, does that work? Man. Creekheads. Hey. I was going to say Dos, Dossonians, Dossonites. I like Creekheads. Creekheads uh, okay. <laughs> all my fellow Creekheads out there will know <laughs> that on Dawson's Creek, there is a senior trip. It is a ski trip. And uh, Pacey and Joey, of course, are dating by now. And they go on the trip and the big intrigue is 
Well, they won't they. Spoilers, they do. Uh, but it is exactly the same beat. You know how there's the guy in the movie who's in charge of handing out the room keys? Yeah. And he kind of tosses them all out and says, like, sleep wherever you want? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. you wild kids, go do it. Uh, that happens in the Dawson's Creek episode. Really? Yes. They put Drew, who's a bad boy, in oh. charge of handing out the keys. And Drew's like, where are all my couples at? You two hook up. You two hook up. Of course, they're keys. They're not key cards because, right. you know, 90s. But still, <laughs> uh, exact same moment happens. Exact same. And you know what? You just hit that that limit of how much you could talk about Dawson's Creek. There's also episode. this whole weird not about Dawson's where Creek. Jack and Jen are in the oh, same room. Right. And so, they, they almost hook up because they're drunk. But, like, Jack is gay. And that was... That was a problem. Mm-hmm. Dawson's Creek is uh, at what time? Okay. I know, I know. Uh, so, um, so uh, anyways, not Dawson's Creek. Ooh, that is was weird. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. It's weird how that keeps happening in every <laughs> episode. It's like I just I don't know where where do we just go? I don't I don't know. <laughs> where, what do you mean? Where do we just go? We went to the creek. Oh, let's not go there again. It's Taylor and I weren't even here. So he just hijacked the podcast. My soul leaves my body when you start talking about Dawson's Creek. And I, <laughs> I entirely dissociate. My physical form is here. I am somewhere else. <laughs> I'm just saying everything in teen fiction has happened before sure. and will happen again. Sure. Yes. It's like Twin Peaks. It is um, happening again. And this was a yeah. but this was a, a nicer, softer uh they you know, switched. it was nice. And they're walking. It's funny because as they were walking off the lacrosse field at the very end of the movie together, they're like holding hands and yeah. walking away together off the lacrosse field. I'll, like all you needed was like the fist punch up in the air. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the end of Breakfast Club. Yeah. Of Breakfast Club. <laughs> yes. Um, there are some things that I thought were, were interesting about their relationship. One of them is from the second movie, but it starts with them giving each other. Is it Valentine's Day presents? Is that what it is? In the second movie, um, yeah. Yeah. And he gives her a poem. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she assumes he has written it. And it is, in fact, Edgar Allan Poe <laughs> that he has just, subst- <laughs> just substituted it- Laura Jean in instead of... Um, um, uh, uh, oh, shoot. Now I'm forgetting. But is yes, it, it is an Edgar Allan Poe poem that he has just put... Yes, Annabelle Lee. <laughs> <laughs> it's just put Laura Jean's name in. I, I thought that was a weird choice, too, because when he said it, I'm like, wait, yeah. I know that poem. Wait a second. I was like, there's no way he's written wait, that. I've heard that, that before. Wait. But I, isn't that writ, written to her after she's died? I, yes, I think so. Isn't it? It's if just, I'm thinking yeah. of the right... It's an odd choice. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's a very odd choice. I mean, all of Edgar Allan Poe's things are about some sort of death. I, yeah, but I, I thought specifically, I feel like that's written to her after she's died. But yeah, it's only like three lines and he reads it to her and he's written it down this card and he just puts in Lara Jean and she immediately is like, oh my gosh, you wrote this poem for me. You're so sweet. Which I'm just going to say for someone who is as into literature Mm. and classic literature and English as she is, there is no way she has not heard this poem before. But then she finds out that uh, he in fact did not write the poem. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely about a beautiful young woman who's died and he still loves her. Yeah. It's I knew it was. It's definitely about somebody who's dead. Yeah. I, what a wild choice for him to mm-hmm. pick. Peter Kaminsky. I was I was less bothered by the fact that he picked a weird poem and, and put her name in it than I was. She didn't know what it was. I agree. I was yeah. like, that just took me right out of the story. She should know. She's a smart girl. 
<laughs> yeah, she would definitely know. And it takes her, they do this like senior community service project where they have to go like volunteer somewhere. And I guess all the cool kids volunteer at like the food pantry. So Peter tries to get her to volunteer at the food pantry <laughs> with her. But instead she's like, no, Margot volunteered at the retirement home. So I need to volunteer at the fancy retirement home. And then of course, who's the only person that is there working with her? John Ambrose. Ah, uh, Jordan. Jordan. Jordan Fisher. Fisher. Yeah. So it takes this old lady who she's working with to be like, that poem was not written by your man. That was written by a grown poem. <laughs> this retirement home blew my mind. It is so nice. Like, I don't it know. It is a mansion. It is, yeah, it's just a mansion. And like, they're all like, I don't, I don't know what, the, in fact, really like the whole set dressing of this movie, like everything from like her bedroom to like every place that they go. I get that there's like conflict because oh no I don't I don't know which incredibly attractive accomplished person <laughs> I'm going to end up with but yeah. really it's like you have no problems everything is beautiful in your world yeah Every- her bedroom is beautiful it's like it is beautiful giant and like looks like it just is like designed like I don't know this the, whoever did the set great but like yeah Oh. It's a nice car she's driving too. Yeah, mm-hmm. every- even though she doesn't like to drive, they make that clear. Mm-hmm. She, she's driving a nice car. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> just on a side note. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the these kinds of things continue throughout the whole film of Peter being not a great boyfriend and mm-hmm. Laura Jean trying to figure out how to be a girlfriend because she's never been a girlfriend before which I, I thought was don't. a very cute and relatable conversation where she's like I've never been a girlfriend before I don't know what to do do I do I go to his games like do I do what his ex-girlfriend did do I do I what do I do it was like a cute moment we've all had I guess that's true I get <laughs> I, this is hard I mean it's hard for me to I am certain I would relate to that were I young you're right yes I am certain I would I I it, right now I'm thinking why well, I can't well, of course I can't. You're married. I'm married. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm an old woman. But uh, but no, I probably could have related yeah. to that back then. Um, and I, why didn't why doesn't he? I'm really hung up on this Poe thing. Why doesn't he just tell her it's? I this well, poem makes me think of you. I one time Justin gave me a copy of an E.E. E. Cummings poem. Mm-hmm. He did not try to claim he wrote it. Right. He just said this poem makes me think of you. He put yeah. it in a card, and I found it very touching because it was a beautiful sentiment, and it made him think of me. So that was fine. Like I didn't need him to pretend to have written yeah. it to feel moved. <laughs> well, his uh, his justification was that he was going to tell her he didn't write it. But as soon as she re- he read it to her, she read it. She was like, oh, I've never had anyone write a poem for me before. Right. And he was like, well, you thought I wrote it. So I just, you know, didn't want to ruin it. That's such a weird moment. If you put that in real life and you're like, I didn't. That's Edgar Allan Poe. I yeah. didn't write that, dude. Like, that's a weird. OK. You know, what's <laughs> funny is that I think I actually experienced this moment, though, in real life. Uh, really? Yes, because in, in high school, I had a young man play uh, a Jawbreaker song on his guitar for me, and I did not know the song at the time. So I thought he wrote it, and I was like, wow, that song was just amazing. And he just kind of went, yep, that's ah, a good song I wrote. And we never... T- ah! Yeah, and it wasn't until I got to college and, like, had what, you know, one of the, my friends introducing me to music, like, made a mix CD for me, and that song was on there. I was like, wait a second. What? Wait. <laughs> I know, who wrote that? This is, this is not... Jawbreaker. I, I know the guy date, who wrote this song. I did not date Jawbreaker. <laughs> what happened? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, you know... Oh. <laughs> So I, I could 
kind of get it. Like if someone's just like, wow, how amazing. I can't believe you did this for me. And you're just like, yeah, I I did, I did. that. I did that for you. <laughs> I hope you never figure this out. What if you just never figure it out? I, you, you know. I, um, I mean, at this point, I just don't know how you don't. Well, this anyway, is one of like I'm the, not gonna. This get, I'm gonna within, try to leave this. This is within the first like 15 minutes of the film as well. Yeah, this is like how we jump in. That would have pulled me out of it a little bit, I think. Yeah, um, but he there was this there was this Doctor Who episode recently where they met Nikola Tesla and nobody knew who Tesla was. That's sad. And I well, I felt like that For like it, it pulled me out of it. Like yeah. I get that he's not as famous as Edison, and that's not fair, right? But like, don't we all kind of know? Yeah. Now he has all those cars named after him. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say, I love you, Doctor Who, but come on. Like, we, we know who Tesla yeah. is. Like, we know. Anyway. But love prevails. She ends back up with Peter. And I will stand by the fact that she should have been with John Ambrose. He tells this adorable story. She walks in on him at their time at home after he finds out that she's been dating Peter this whole time. And he had no idea. And he like thought they were, like, flirting. And they were, but she didn't tell me she was dating Peter and he's sitting there playing piano, looking amazing, just playing piano to himself as, you know, Jordan Fisher does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he tells her this story that growing up, no one else called him John Ambrose. Everyone just called him by his first name. But Laura Jean called him John Ambrose the first time that she met him. And said, I think it's really cool that we both go by our first and middle names. So after that, he asked everyone to call him John Ambrose because Laura Jean liked to call him John Ambrose. Then he went by John Ambrose because he thought it was cute that that she liked to call him that. How old were were they? I don't know. Is it clear? They're very young. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like elementary school. I was like 10 or 11. Uh But yeah, he's like a... She doesn't like to party a lot. Peter likes to party. And he's like this little like old man guy. But he's also like in high school. And he's very cute. He's very smart. And he works with all the old people. Yeah. But I do yeah, think. But- I mean, because that's the thing. Like the resolution is just she she kisses him. And it's like, nope, I, I want to be back with my boyfriend. Like it's, you yeah. know, it's it's not necessary. It's not always easy to know why we like the people we like. It's just sometimes it can't be quantified. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know why in my head I had this image. I was like, I know how this is going to end because they have this weird scene where they all go up in this old treehouse and dig up a time capsule they had buried when they were young. <laughs> like and you it's do. like, <laughs> right, yeah, sure. We've it's like done. John We've Ambrose and Peter, which I think is weird that they all are so close with John Ambrose and all knew him so well. But he is just absent until he starts working at this retirement home with Laura Jean. Um, but Laura Jean and Peter and Jen and John Ambrose and, and Peter's friend, whose name I cannot remember. And Laura Jean's friend start dating the jock and the, the, you know, the artsy girl start dating. And oh yeah. Laura Jean's her. friend and Peter's, Peter's friend are dating, mm-hmm. but they're all up in the treehouse. And I had this thought, I was like, I know how this is going to end. Peter and Laura Jean are going to be like, you know what? We actually weren't right for each other. And Laura Jean and Jen are going to make up. And then Jen and Peter are going to get back together. And Laura Jean's going to start dating John Ambrose. And they're all going to be together. It's going to be like that perfect ending to a rom-com series mm-hmm. where like everyone is all dating and they're all best friends again. Like the end of Grease 2. Yeah. Hmm. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say Grease 1. Yeah. Or Grease 2. But like that's what I thought was going to happen. I thought it was going to be very... Be- Together. stereotypical i'm just gonna keep keep going <laughs> but like stereotypical like everyone gets back with who they should be with but i like i mean i guess looking back i like that they did not do that because they you know didn't follow 
stereotypes. Well, you know how it is. Sometimes in life you have two very attractive people who both love you and support you and want to be with you and are fine with either one you choose and yeah. will, will still be your friend if you don't choose them. And that's what you John Ambrose how, said. He was very understanding. Yeah. You know how often that happens? And it happens to it me. It happens to me all the time. every other week. So. Yeah. <laughs> My life is just a series of love triangles. You know, all that being said, if if the way that teen movies are going now are that they're softer, people tend yeah. to be uh, more complex in that they they aren't all good or all bad. They have sides. They're capable of both good and bad things. Right. And in general, it's they're a lot like people aren't, I don't know, doing really horrible stuff to each other. Right. Like I'm kind of used to in mm-hmm. teen movies of old. I'm fine with that. Like that's a better that's yep. that's a good direction that we're going. Yeah. I mean, I think it's more honest too cuz that's one thing I I definitely was bullied in high school, but it wasn't by the jocks or the, the popular people, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, it, like other other artsy people that like I was in closer contact with. Like, I don't know. It's just right. like, you know, it's, not everybody fits into those little molds. And I think it kind sure. of creates that like toxic expectation that you have to act that way, like in those roles. And, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have to. Well. Well, and it reinforces that image that it's like stratified, that like there are these levels of popularity. And Mm -hmm. if you are a smart person or if you're shy or whatever, then you're going to be at this bottom bottom level or you can only ever do this. And like none of that is really true. Um, And the more we model that back, we just reinforce those false ideas. Uh, Same thing with like just like really bad bullying behavior. Like I never saw anybody got thrown got like getting thrown in a trash can or something but like that kind of thing happens in teen movies of old all the time and like if that had happened i feel like it would have been a big deal and like the principal would have been involved and right there there would have been a problem definitely and like i mean i like the idea that we're not normalizing like you know how in high school everybody's horrible to each other and like makes terrible fun of each other all the time Mm -hmm. and tries to ruin their lives and it's not i mean it's not like heather's right thank goodness (laughs) yeah thank goodness yeah. yeah, there there are cruel um, people out there, but they don't live yes. in one social class. <laughs> right. Right. And we shouldn't normalize yeah. it. We should like we should say, well, no, that's the exception. The rule yeah. is that everybody's the most people are trying their best to be a decent human. Right. Yeah. So this one was the sequel was PS I Still Love You. The next one is To All the Boys I've Loved Before, Always and Forever, Laura Jean. That's the, a long title. That is. Yes, they're all very long. Um but the IMDb page says it is being released on Netflix just in 2020. Mm. So looks like instead of waiting a year and a half like we did this time, we'll just be getting that third one sooner rather than later. Well, in the meantime, I have something for you all next. Okay. What are we talking about next? In the meantime, while we're waiting for uh, the third installment of mm-hmm. this film series to be released, uh, why don't you just binge watch some friends oh no i'll be there for you but you're not on netflix (laughs) (laughs) you've gotta look real hard where is it now i don't know anymore (laughs) (laughs) it's out there somewhere you've seen friends i mean i've seen it all multiple times hey you've seen friends yes i've seen friends we could talk about friends because as we've said on this show, we don't just talk about the things we love. No. We talk about the things that we have conflicted relationships with. <laughs> yes. 
And I think we are not alone, especially if you're closer to Tay or I's age. You are not alone in having a deeply conflicted relationship with friends. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Yes. So, But I'd be interested to see why uh, you still watched it anyway, Riley. Yeah. Because your generation seems to like friends. It's true. All right. So that's next time. Yes. Anything else that I miss? It? Is that all? That's I'm, I'll thank all the. I'll do the thanks now. Yeah, I'll do the thanks. Thank you both. That was it. Yeah, thanks. I'll, thanks, I'll do all the thanks. Yeah. Uh, thank you all. Thank you, listeners. Uh, you should watch this movie. It was enjoyable. I would say, like again, even though I'm older, I didn't necessarily relate pleasant. to everything. It was very. It was nice. It was yeah. funny. It was. Cle- I was clever. It was well written. I enjoyed it. That acting was great. We yes. didn't say that. I, really well very acted. good. Really well mm-hmm. acted. Uh, but. Um, Check out MaximumFun.org for a lot of wonderful podcasts you would enjoy. Go, you can email us at stillbuffering at MaximumFun.org. You can tweet at us at StillBuff if you have anything you think we should talk about on here. And uh, thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Your Mind. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Sperl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Sperl. I am still buffering. And, and I, I am too. too. Grace too. Always too. I always find a way to bring up Grace to Dawson's Creek. I don't know how. I'm back. Bye. All right, Adam. Uh, Maximum Fun wants us to record like a promo to tell people that they should listen to The Greatest Generation. You want to do that? No, I am tired of all the extra work. I just wanted to talk about Star Trek with my friend. I, I think it, it would be good to like try and get some new listeners by appealing to the audiences of other shows. Like this, this will only take a minute or two. It could be good for us. We sit down for an hour every week and talk about a Star Trek episode and make a bunch of idiotic fart jokes about it. It's embarrassing. If it got out that we made this show, I think it would make us unemployable. Adam. I have bad news for you. We have tens of thousands of listeners at MaximumFun.org. Oh, my God. I think I'm going to throw up. The Greatest Generation, a Star Trek podcast by a couple of guys who are a little bit embarrassed to have a Star Trek podcast. Every Monday on MaximumFun.org. I'm really going to be sick. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.